I say a lot of stuff. In fact, sometimes I'm surprised when people repeat back some of the things I've said about self-storage. But nothing has created more either pushback or questions than this concept of what's your cost of capital in a self-storage deal. A lot of people scratching their heads, some people arguing with me. I don't care, it's just a metric we use. Let me dive, I realize I've never really talked in depth about it. Let me talk a little bit deeper about when I say, what's my cost of capital in a deal, what exactly I'm talking about. Because it's one of the numbers we use to determine if we're gonna do a self-storage deal. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Self-Storage Quick Start Academy. The Quick Start Academy houses the on-demand boot camp that I offer, which is training designed to take the small investor from wherever they are all the way through putting their first self-storage facility into service in today's wacky environment or self-storage world. It has all of the, the checklists, the forms that we use in our business, and it's helped many people go from thinking about storage all the way to putting their first storage facility into service. You can find out more about it at the link below. But what is my cost of capital is one of the metrics. It's a quick metric. It takes five minutes or so after I do my analysis, and it's one that I look at. I don't make my ultimate decision on it, but it's, it's something I look at. It's an interesting number to me. And people just were like, blank when I talked about it before or reaching out and asking all kinds of questions. But I like it. Why? Well, ultimately, I like it because of the simplicity of it. In a way, it, it, I'm looking for what is the spread between what all the money that's going in this deal and what this deal is ultimately going to produce. What's that spread? Is it positive or negative? Is it enough of a spread to do to burn the calories on it. If you just use cap rates today, good luck. So let let's talk. Let's use a simple example. Let's use a re, this isn't storage. Let's use a real estate transaction. It's a triple net lease. When I say triple net lease, I mean if you own the thing, you don't do anything except go to your mailbox or today you would just go online and make sure the deposit went in your account. Building burns down, tenant builds it back. Tenant take care, takes care of all the maintenance, insurance, property taxes, whatever the rent is, minus expenses, and there are no expenses, so the rent is your net income. And let's just say it's a hundred, let's say it's a Walgreens and it's a hundred thousand dollars. If it's a Walgreens, it'll be more than a hundred thousand, but to keep life simple, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars net income, no other expenses, except maybe a loan payment, if you have it, if you have a loan. So in our fictitious deal, we've got a hundred thousand dollars net operating income. If you paid, if it was an eight cap, and you paid all cash to buy that deal at the value an eight cap would make on that $100,000, you would get an 8% cash on cash return. Problem is, in triple net lease world today, you're not gonna pay an eight cap, you're gonna pay a four cap. So in other words, if you paid all cash for a Walgreens, you're gonna get about 4% return 
on that cash in the deal. So you can put a loan on it and some cases crank up that return a little bit. You're not going to buy anything like a triple net lease nationally traded, you know, safe deal like a Walgreens at an eight cap today. It's going to be half that. Let's look at some numbers. Let's say it's a five cap. Been a while since I've seen one in a five cap, but let's say, let's to keep life simple and the numbers simple, let's say it's a five cap. So you've got a triple, you've got a a real estate deal spending, spending off $100,000 and it's being marketed at a five cap. So what's it being marketed at? Well, all you do is take that net operating income and divide it by 5% or 0.05. That if that 100,000 NOI is trading at a five cap, it's a $1,666,667 sale price. So now let's say oh, that we're going we're gonna to put a loan on it. I've got to put 25% cash into it. Let's say it's my money. It doesn't matter. It could be my money or your money. But if I'm investing my money or you're giving me your money to invest, I'm going to want a minimum of 8% return on that money. Why? Well, I'd probably put it in a mutual fund and get more than that. But I like the security of having real estate, something that you can knock on. I mean, something that's real, uh, not just a company, and, but I'm one, I want 8% return. So 25% of the deal's costing me 8%. So if, 20, if, I'm, if I or my investors want 8% return on that 25%, 25% is 416,667 dollars. And my cost on that is $33,333 a year. That's how much that 8% is going to cost the project. I'm putting a 75% loan on the deal. Let's just say today I'm doing 20-year note, 4% interest. 4% interest amortized on 20 years for 75% of the deal. Here's what the numbers look like. The debt, 75%, 1,250,000. Cost of that debt per year, my debt service is 90,897. So you add those two together, divide that number by 1,666,667, the cost of the project. The cost of my capital in this fictitious deal is 7.5%. Now, it costs me 7.5%, that's my cost of capital, but the deal's a five cap. So it's a negative spread. For the life of me, I don't see how people do these deals. I mean, I guess it's better than a, if you paid all cash, I guess it's better than putting it in a savings account. But an index fund to me seems like a simpler approach that generates more money. Anyway, in that particular fictitious example, my cost to capital was higher than what 
this thing was in the cap rate or what this thing was generating in net income. Let's look at a real deal. Let's look at a storage deal. So we purchased a 34,200 square foot self storage facility for $1,949,000. And then we added an additional 24,500 square feet at about $57.08 a square foot. In other words, we spent another $1,398,411. We went over a little bit, but let's, that was the number. The total cost of this particular asset was $3,447,411. At the time, I was paying my preferred investors 12% preferred return. So the amount of equity in the deal, $950,234. At a 12% return, the cost of that portion of the capital was $114,028. That's what that, the equity cost me. The loan was a four and a quarter percent loan on a 25 year note. So the cost of 75% or the debt portion of this loan was about 70 something percent was 155,837. So my total cost of capital in the deal was 269,865 a year. Now, if you divide that by the value, value of the asset or how much we have in the asset, that is 7.8% return. The actual NOI, when stabilized, was 322,569. So if you divide that number, that is a 9.6% against the cost of the uh, against the cost of the asset. So there was a positive spread for us. So next question I know you're going to ask me is, well, how big a spread are you looking for? I don't know. I've discovered that if it's two to three percent or more, it works great for us. I just want to make sure my cost of capital, total cost of capital, it's just a metric I use, is below what the uh, percentage of my of what return that the net operating income is against the cost of the deal. I want to see a positive spread. What I've noticed is that two and a half, three percent projects work great. I mean, we're making, I think we made $4 million on this deal in four years with that type of spread on it. But that's just one quick metric we use to look at it. If I'm sitting in a marketing session and I see a cap rate lower than my interest rate I'm going to get on a bank, which I see now, never in a million years thought I'd see that, that deal ain't going to work for us. Now keep in mind, this is only one quick metric I use. I'm also looking at what our cash on cash return is, but this is a quick metric I can quickly use to see if the deal 
potentially is going to work and I'm not wasting a whole lot of time analyzing it. I'll run a preliminary analysis to kind of get what the NOI is going to be stabilized and then I'll look at what my cost of capital is. Okay, it appears positive. And then I start diving into the trade area like we discussed last week and diving into what is the internal rate of return, what is the cash on cash return in average in years one through five, all the benchmark numbers we use in our business strategy. But this is a quick metric I use. So I ask you, which if you're looking at a deal right now, what's your cost of capital into that deal? If you're using your own money, determine what's the minimum return you want on the equity you put in the deal. It doesn't have to be 8%. It could be nothing. It could be 20. I don't care. But just look at What's your cost? Know what your cost of capital is going into a deal. Ultimately, I like it because it's simple. I'm a simple guy. Hope this helps a little bit. If you don't like it, don't use it. My name is Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self Storage, and I'm the creator of the Storage World Analyzer. That's the financial analysis tool we use as we analyze a deal where it looks like my cost of capital is going to be lower than what the deal is going to be spinning off. So hope that helps. Find out more about Storage World Analyzer at creating wealth through self-storage or storageworldanalyzer.com. Thank you very much.